Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it doing it daily our way i don't know what you're talking about right now redraft and dynasty fantasy football we got you covered you know their defense is ranked like 31st in the nfl nfl draft prospects and rookies now you know you in the right place for that absolutely all right then stop saying it then we're done and prop bets with my man jay rich count that money man now wipe the crust out of your eyes get you a cup of coffee it's time to wake your ass up with ray g you honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell ah good morning good morning good morning good people welcome back to the show this is wake up with ray g and jay rich wake up this is the morning run I love Antonio Brown. I know his antics are a little bit annoying, but he's still a buck. I don't know why. We're still waiting. I'm gonna, I'm not going to report on this every day, but I'm a little bit surprised Antonio Brown's still a buck. Baker Mayfield is having surgery. So for people who were expecting Baker Mayfield for their week 18 championships, he will not be available. He's getting shoulder surgery. Finally, after how bad he's looked for weeks, tried to carry his team. I was a little bit surprised, honestly, to see him play this past week. The Cleveland Browns were already eliminated from the playoffs. So I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. But again, whatever, Baker, surgery, finally. Hopefully he's back for next season. I know Brownies fans need it. After the the success they had in 2020, for them to come back this season and play like dog it's not great. So we'll see what they can do in 2021 or 2022, sorry, um, with Baker fully healthy. But hopefully they can right the ship. They have the great running back core, the receivers. We'll see what happens. Noah Odell for a whole year. Maybe they bring in Garrett Wilson. Maybe they draft a high receiver. I'm not sure. Ray. Right. How are you doing over there, man? You feeling all right? I I have unplugged everything. Literally. I unplugged it all. How do I sound? You could hear me live. Everyone watching, there's like a like three second delay, but you can hear me. How do I sound? It's it's you always sound good, but out of nowhere, it's just an 808 smoked my eardrums. Is it still (laughs) for like half a second? Is it still doing it though? Hasn't for a while. So I think we may be in the clear. We may be clear. Are we clear? All right. I think so. So either way, yeah. I'm going to get back to the news. Cooper Cup was asked about his awards because he's on the verge. I believe he needs 135 yards yep. to break the all-time, all-time record held by Calvin Johnson. So he was asked, you know, should there be a separate record book for people who have played 17-game seasons and ultimately 18-game seasons? He actually said yes. You know, it's kind of a candor thing. He decided to do it. Yeah. Good for him. But, I mean, the game evolves. This is just the game we play. There's more and more passing every year. So naturally, records are going to be broken. 
not overly a big deal as far as I'm concerned. The Washington football team is getting a new name as of February 2nd. So for everyone who's a fan of the Washington football team, they're going to be getting a new name. I kind of like the football team like name. The I don't think they should team. change it. But I kind of like the football they team They want to sell too. some more merch. So what are you going to do, yeah. right? Yeah. And the biggest news of all, Derek Henry, Big Henry, designated to return from the IR this week. He's actually supposed to practice today. So we should see that activation or pending activation coming today with him returning to practice which is great news for the Tennessee Titans and their fans yeah. because they are one game away against the Houston Texans for locking up the number one seed. And of course, that would mean they would have two weeks to prepare and two weeks for Derrick Henry to get ready for the divisional round. Tennessee currently holds the number one seed. And if they win against Houston, which they should have no problem doing, even without Derrick Henry, they will have the number one seed. They'll have two weeks off and that first round by with home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I don't know how I feel about the... At the NFL season on the AFC side rolling through Tennessee, they've been pretty good on defense. And with Derrick Henry coming back, they could be a problem. Yeah, you know, I called them frauds for a while. Like, I just didn't believe in them not having Derrick Henry, Julio Jones not planning out the way any of us thought he would this season. A.J. Brown banged up. I mean, they're the number one seed, man. And they're playing, you know, Jeffrey Simmons on the defensive line, Kevin Byard in the secondary. Uh, they're playing damn good defense. And... Deontay Foreman, while not Derrick Henry, he's filled in admirably uh, for King Henry. And for all of us concerned about Cam Akers and his return from Achilles uh, surgery, the Achilles rupture, I think Deontay Foreman is a good example of, you know, players that can come back from that and still be productive. I'm still extremely bullish yeah. on Cam Akers, man. I know a lot of people are like, if you have him, trade him because you're not sure what's going to happen. You know, with that leg, with that ankle, with that, you know, Achilles tendon. I'm, I'm saying an ankle, but we know it's an Achilles. Um, the young, talented running back of Cam Akers, even if he comes back and he's 80% of what he was supposed to be, I still think that's a top running back in the NFL. So Tennessee is well on their way. You get back Derrick Henry, you got two kind of thunder combinations to just, you know, run the ball in the playoffs. A.J. Brown is getting healthy at the right time. Maybe I'll be eating crow on those Tennessee Titans words that I've said, but you've got a you got a question for the for the group, right? You you got some trivia for the for the chat today, some some football trivia. Yes. Yeah, so today we're talking wide receivers, obviously rookie wide receivers. But I was looking through some data and I thought I'd ask this question to the chat. So for everyone in the chat right now, if you're watching, I want you to answer this question. First person to answer this question right, whether you look it up or you know the answer, I'm gonna. You let you have a question in our next Q&A, which will be next week. So the question is, of all the wide receivers in the NFL, who led the league in team air yard percentage and approximately how many yards was it? So I need a player and the number of air yards they had this season. I don't need their air yard share if you find it. But who led the league in air yard in team air yard percentage and wh what player was that and how many yards did they have as far as their air yards went? It was an astronomically high number, and I want to know if you guys know who it is. I didn't know who the hell it was either, so good luck finding that one out. And whoever gets it, your your question will be featured on our on our Q&A show next Wednesday. But as Jordan alluded to, thank you, Jay, for the news. Uh, we got to get into these rookie wide receivers. Fantasy season, totally over. It's done, over. Everybody's gotten paid out. Congratulations if you won fantasy titles, whether it's redraft or dynasty, especially this season, man. Uh, to, to even make it to the playoffs and then to get to the uh, to get to the championship game and win it. 
you had to manage the shit out of your squad because every week you didn't know who was going to be there and who wasn't. And Jay, just so you know, if if my mic starts acting silly again, interrupt me. But I think we're getting, I think we're in the clear. I think we've taken off. We're reaching cruising altitude, so we're all right. Um, but looking back on this past season and the 2021 class of wide receivers, I think a lot of people were excited about this group. Um, I, I know that there were some hesitations coming in to last college football season where you had players like Jamar Chase opt out. Uh, you know, you had a, a, a shortened, uh, shortened season where players didn't play the full allotment of games. Um, there was a lot of concern about this class and would they be able to live up to the hype? Um, could it? There's no way possible it could be better than 2020. I think right now, in, in general, Jay, when we're looking at the 2021 group, uh, it's it's better than 2020, right? When you go back to 2020, you had CD the the top performers at the wide receiver position. Um, just off the top of my head, CD Lamb, uh, Justin Jefferson, of course. Um, 2020, you know, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, uh, Lavisca really hasn't broken out. We know Jalen Rager is a bust. Uh, Henry Ruggs no longer in the NFL, Jerry Judy looking, love the talent, l looking like, I, I don't want to say a bust, but definitely not what we expected uh, from Jerry Judy. Is there anybody else from 2020 that I'm missing? Is there anybody else from 2020 that I'm missing? I think that's, I think those um, are the, I don't I, think so. I don't think, I don't, th I think those are the main, the main wide receivers from that class off the top of my head. Um, but when you look at 2021, man, I, <laughs> In Dynasty or in Redraft, if you selected, let's just stick with Dynasty. If you selected any one of the top six wide receivers in, like, just, you, you got one, you're in good shape. You are in very, very good shape. And I, I think one of the big takeaways for me is these guys are coming in pro-ready, man. Like, they're, they're coming out of colleges where they throw the ball a ton. I believe there's a stat out there where I think 80, 80 plus percent of NFL teams base formation is three wide receiver sets. So you're getting three wide receivers on the field week to week from each NFL team, you know, like there's plenty, plenty of balls to go around. There, there are teams are passing at an unbelievably high rate. Uh, we're seeing thousands of touchdowns scored in the season. I, I remember I was watching red zone and uh, Scott Hansen was like, we've reached the 1000 touchdown mark for the season and we still have a week to go. So as we continue to see these quarterbacks throwing at extremely high rates, quarterbacks going for four or 5,000 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 40 touchdowns, there's a lot of room to go around at the wide receiver position. And I think that's why a lot of players, especially in Dynasty, is sort of avoid, like, I'll wait on wide receiver. I want to load up on the running backs, take my quarterbacks. The wide receiver pool is deep. And it, it was deep in 2021. And looking ahead in 2022, it's, it's incredibly deep. And... This 2021 wide receiver group, Jay, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you see I got the OBJ on today. I think it's the best wide receiver class since 2014. And that, in that 2014 class, it was Odell Beckham Jr., Mike Evans. He went 4,000 yards as a rookie. He ain't in the NFL now, but Kelvin Benjamin, Sammy Watkins. Uh, it was an incredible group of wide receivers. But when you're looking at the guys that were in 2021, Chase, Waddle, uh, Devontae Smith, Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, and even some players after that who still have potential to maybe have that second-year breakout, this 2021 class is looking like it's going to be a, a game-changing group. So I want to start out with this. I want to start out, and we are not going to look at Jamar Chase first for a reason, because 
just l- let's just let's go through this. Let's just go through this real quick. All right. So Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle drafted number six overall to the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people thought it was a reach when it happened. I, I mean, you can't argue with the production. Probably was a reach to take uh, a wide receiver that high. Maybe, maybe not. Right. 15 games played by one Jalen Waddle, 135 targets, 99 receptions, 988 yards with one game left. He's wide receiver 14 on the season, averaging 15.5 fantasy points per game, paired up with uh, his college teammate, Tua Tungavailoa. And what's interesting about the Miami Dolphins and Jalen Waddle, the Dolphins averaged the seventh most team pass plays per game with 37.1 at seventh in the NFL. So you've got a wide receiver who's in an offense where they want to throw the, the ball around the field all the time. There's no, it shouldn't come as a surprise as Jalen Waddle emerges the most talented wide receiver out of Miami. And moving forward, um, in my opinion, what, top 15? Like, top 15 wide receiver in Dynasty Fantasy Football. They may they may add another compliment to Waddle, but his explosiveness, um, it, it's crazy because what we expected out of Waddle coming out of Bama, the deep, the deep speed, uh, the closest thing to Tyreek Hill since Tyreek Hill, He's used like Jarvis Landry, but juiced up, right? Underneath routes, and maybe that's more of a byproduct of the quarterback, Tua not being able to push the ball downfield, them not having the time for him to take those five, seven-step drops to get the ball down the field. But if you drafted Jalen Waddle to to have, what, 90, 90-something receptions on the season, you're you're excited. 99 receptions on the season for Jalen Waddle. It's just incredible. He's going to eclipse 1,000 yards. Uh, in this last game, he only needs 12 receiving yards. He'll get that in one play in the final game for Miami. But Jalen Waddle, absolute monster. I think if I were re-ranking the 2021 wide receivers, I would have Jalen Waddle as my wide receiver too. No question, no doubt. I think going into the process, I had him as wide receiver three overall, but he would definitely take the top spot, the second to top spot in the 2021 class. Now, uh, yes, and, 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 and here it is right here. Jalen Waddle equals Jarvis Landry with more juice. Uh, so Waddle finishes wide receiver two. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. He's he's pretty damn good, uh, to be honest with you. And what Waddle can do is he does have the speed to take an, uh, a, a five-yard slant, 88 yards to the house. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, let's talk about Devontae Smith because he was probably the most polarizing wide receiver in the 2021 draft class because of his size, uh, people were like, I don't think he'll be able to sustain a full season. Uh, he doesn't have the size to get through the full NFL season, and I just don't believe he's going to be a good wide receiver. Well, if I told you, like, if we're just looking at Devontae Smith's raw stats, right? I know he finishes wide – right now he's wide receiver 35, uh, uh, 11.2 points per game, wide receiver 39 on the season in that department. But if I just told you he finished the season with over 100 targets, 61 receptions, 875 yards and five touchdowns. That's a pretty damn good season, right? That's a, like you're looking at that like, all right, that's not bad. When you look at Devontae Smith's air yard share, right? 39.5%, seventh in the NFL. Air yards on the entire season, he's 12th in the NFL with 1,423 air yards, 10th in the NFL with 24 deep targets. Um, he's He's getting opportunity. The problem is, Philadelphia is dead last, dead last in the NFL and team pass plays per game with with 28.8. So they're not it's a low volume pass offense. They want to they want to cater the quarterback skill set around what he does well, which is run the ball. And this is the issue 
that we're going to run into with the Slim Reaper. He's going to have to be Jamar Chase levels of efficient to truly maximize uh, his potential. I think he's sort of answered those questions about his weight. Can he play at the next level? There's no doubt. I mean, he's going to have over 900 receiving yards as a rookie, which four years ago that would have been incredible because rookie wide receivers don't just come in and go for 13, 1,400 yards very often. But in this new age group, and especially in a class where you have a historic, uh, historic wide receiver in Jamar Chase, uh, you're, you're just going to see how many wide receivers look really good and then when we look at Jamar Chase, it's just on a whole different level. So I would, I, I yeah, and, and I don't want to make excuses, Carlo. Like, you know, he says Smitty was a little unlucky on landing spots. 6.1 targets per game is the problem, right? You got to get it up to 10. And if they're not throwing the ball a ton, he's not going to get the 10 targets. You're looking at more of a wide receiver, too, that can give you some of those boom weeks when he does catch a touchdown pass, when he does go over 100 yards. But you're looking at more of a wide receiver, too, in Devontae Smith moving forward, uh, you know, in, in, in Dynasty. But I think still, you have Devontae Smith, you feel good about it, you're not. Listen, I was wrong, people. I got too cute. Had him as wide receiver one and Jamar Chase as wide receiver two. I, th that was wrong. It's, it's Chase all the way. There's no debate about that. But 875 yards from your rookie, rookie wide receiver that doesn't get, get the ball a lot because the offense doesn't pass, you're not, you're not upset about that, right? Unless you took him over Jamar Chase and then you feel like an idiot and don't blame me. Uh, you should have listened to the data people on that one. Now, Elijah Moore. Jay, this is, this is one like I'm all in. And I know, and I got to get you in here because I know you love, 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 loved Elijah Moore uh, during the pre-draft process. And, you know, wide receiver 45 on the season, 30, 32 win points per game. He didn't play the full season. He was banged up, injured. Jets had to get it going. Uh, it, it took it took Elijah Moore a little bit to get cooking. But once he did, man, you, you just talk about even as an undersized wide receiver at five foot nine, 178 pounds, if there were a wide receiver in this class to sort of become and I'm just using, this is Hall of Fame comparison here, but if there were a wide receiver in this class who were going to become like a Steve Smith type alpha as an undersized player, uh, it's it's Elijah Moore. And the Jets throw the ball a ton, ninth in team pass plays per game. Uh, it, the thing with Elijah Moore was just volume, right? He just wasn't on the field a ton this season. But those things are going to change, man. He played 11 games this year. Um, I don't believe he's playing in the final game. Uh, but when you've got somebody with uh, a crazy agility score, according to Player Profiler, uh, you know, Pro Day runs a 4-3. He's just he's an insanely incredible athlete. And what I tell a lot of people, man, when I'm looking at wide receivers, Jay, and I'm doing my evaluation process, like you have to do something special. Like that you've, you've, you've got to have some quality in your game that's going to allow you to thrive at the next level. And Elijah Moore, 100%. It's a short area of quickness. He's a separation specialist, and you saw that at Ole Miss. Go look at Elijah Moore's Ole Miss final season statistics and what he was able to do week in and week out. There should have never been any questions about what he could do at the next level if given the opportunity because he is a separation specialist. He's got that speed, the ball tracking ability, the yak ability. Elijah Moore, in my opinion, is truly a budding superstar, and I wouldn't be shocked if next year, and this is me putting all my bias aside, 
if we went back and said, okay, let's re-rank the 2021 wide receivers again, it wouldn't shock me if that list went Jamar Chase, Elijah Moore at two, overtaking Jalen Wilder with a full season with uh, Zach Wilson, uh, another season under his belt. It wouldn't shock me at all. Putting all my biases aside, if Elijah Moore was the second best wide receiver out of this class, when we're looking at second year wide receiver breakouts, I'm pinning it right now. Elijah Moore is the second year breakout from this 2021 class. What it, What were your what were your thoughts on his season this year? I know you loved him going into it. What about what? Where were you at on Elijah Moore? I think for me, the biggest thing was that it confirmed a lot of the things I saw on tape with him. Um, you said Steve Smith. I think my comp for him would be somewhere between Brandon Cooks and Calvin Ridley. Uh, the Brandon Cooks comp is more so because he's got the speed to separate at an undersized wide receiver. We know that out of Oregon State, people were worried about the competition with Brandon Cooks. As much as I don't really like him as a receiver archetype, um, I think that Elijah Moore does a lot of things better than Brandon Cooks, but I can't disparage Brandon Cooks for the success he's had in the NFL. He's wide receiver, won multiple times, thousand yard seasons on multiple teams. All these things are working in his favor. Um, but the biggest thing with Elijah Moore and where I like the Calvin Ridley comp in some respects is the ability in the red zone. Um, the, it takes a special wide receiver to separate in the red zone. You don't see all these wide receivers able to do that without using their raw athletic abilities, their raw strength, their raw brute force in order to separate. Elijah Moore can do it simply with his legs, and that's why he scored so many touchdowns at Ole Miss. That's why people love him so much, whether it's in the red zone or it's between the 20s. He's just a guy I really, really like. Um, but you're totally right. He's he's a dude that from the very beginning, he was hyped up in camp. People talked about how hard he worked. He seems like a guy who just wants to play football. A.J. Brown, one of the best receivers in football, praises him to no end. Yes, they're college teammates, but he said himself that he thinks that Elijah Moore is better yeah. than he ever was, right? And has the ability to be better than he ever was. It reminds me almost of Jackson Smith and Jigba and how Garrett Wilson talks about him, right? being college teammates. But Elijah Moore, honestly, if there was a player that I could peg for the breakout, it would be him yeah. above all else. He was wide receiver seven from week six on in terms of points per game, averaging 17.7 points per game. He was scoring a touchdown almost every week. He was doing it with Mike White. He was doing it with Zach Wilson. When Zach Wilson was seeing ghosts out there, it's going to take an offseason, but with that offseason chemistry time, those two are going to be lights out. You, you've talked about the improvement you've seen from Wilson. And I think if a full season with more Wilson getting better, it's only going to mean great things for the Jets. Um, I think that duo that they put together is going to be great in New York for years to come. Yeah. And Elijah Moore, he was top. He was the top wide receiver uh, with over 40 receptions and uh, top 20 in a dot with wide receivers over 40 receptions. So he was right up there comparable to AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs. In his rookie season, again, just trying to get acclimated. It, I think we're both in on Elijah Moore moving forward. I will be trying to acquire him across various dynasty leagues because I think he's an absolute star. Love Elijah Moore. And Elijah Moore was a damn near first-round pick. He was a 202, like right at the top of the second round. So right there on the cusp of uh, being a first-round pick, and that speaks, speaks to his talent. Now, this guy's been blowing up, blowing up. And if you've been around for any time, I've been telling you, don't sleep on Amon Ross St. Brown. And I didn't care that he was drafted in the fourth round as the 112th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. When you watched him perform at USC, sharing a field with Michael Pittman Jr., with Tyler Vons, with Drake London, uh, he was an absolute monster. When you listen to his older brothers, who one of them, Equinemius St. Brown, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Osiris St. Brown played wide receiver, uh, for the Stanford Cardinal, he, he, they all said Amon Ross better than all of us. He's the uh, Amon Ross said it. I'm the best wide receiver 
out of all of my brothers. Their story is absolutely incredible. If you haven't read about the Amon Ross St. Brown uh, family story, their father was like Mr. Universe. Mother was a crazy, crazy athlete. Uh, I believe she's from Germany. Like they speak seven different languages. It's they're just an impressive family. Amon Ross St. Brown was one of the top high school prep players in his recruiting class. But what he's been able to do with Tim Boyle, with Jared Goff, I was, Jay, legitimately, I was shocked when I looked up just his raw stats for this season. I knew he was balling. I didn't know he had 82 damn catches, 803 yards, and four touchdowns. I had no clue. I, I had no clue he was doing that level of damage. And then when you just see uh, Detroit play, they play hard for Dan Campbell one. I think if I were a Lions fan, I'd be encouraged about the future. I like Dan Campbell and what he's doing to change the culture of that franchise. But you're seeing Amon Ross St. Brown do the same exact stuff he did at USC. Route technician. Go check the receipts. I said he gave me Terry McLaurin vibes like no other. Like that was my sort of play style comparison for Amon Ross St. Brown. And while he's not the athlete, Terry McLaurin dropped a 4-3. Amon Ross St. Brown's like a 4-5. When you're talking about a technician, for me, wide receiver, can you separate? And separate that looks different from player to player. Uh, big wide receivers separate using their size, using their physicality. Smaller wide receivers can do it with short area quickness and agility. And then players like Amon Ross St. Brown, who aren't speedsters, who aren't, you know, Elijah Moore levels of quick, they win by being route technicians. And that's what Amon Ross St. Brown is. He's a separation specialist, a route technician. And for him to be a fourth round pick and everybody in Dynasty is telling you, sell Amon Ross St. Brown. Get rid of Armin Ross St. Brown. You don't want to be, don't buy the BS. I want Armin Ross St. Brown. What has he done this season that you think would, would give Detroit any concern about moving forward with this guy as a feature player on their offense? I, I, I guess I'm just not understanding the narrative of Sal. I don't care where he was drafted. The fact that he's produced to this clip, and while he's probably not going to eclipse 1,000 yards on the season, he's going to have to go berserk, right, in the final game, 197 yards, which is not out of the realm of possibility in this today's NFL, but probably likely not going to go over 1,000 yards. But to be a, you know, eight 900-yard wide receiver in your rookie season, while, you know, he didn't start off great, right? He wasn't supposed to be the guy to start out. And again, another player that I know, Jay, you were really excited about, Amon Ross St. Brown, Really quickly, what are your what are your thoughts on him moving forward? Are you keeping him? Are you selling him like everybody is telling you to do in Dynasty? Or or, or are you rocking with Amon Ra? Uh, I think I would hold him. You know, it was between him and Kadarius Tony for us mainly in the second round, and we talked about how we weren't the draft capital, and so I would be holding. You know, it's and when I looked at the stats, actually, he compared very well to Jalen Waddle in a lot of advanced metrics. It's just he did it a couple weeks later, so his stats aren't quite there. You know, Jalen Waddle drafted sixth overall, so he was getting action early and often. Amamara had to kind of earn that, so I would I would keep that in mind. If you're a fan of Jalen Waddle, speed aside, the usage, the way they were playing the game, their stats are very comparable. And over a full season where both are healthy, I think their stats would come up very similar. And so if that's kind of where you feel about Jalen Walla, I say you should kind of feel very similarly about Amon Ross St. Brown going forward in Dynasty, and I would be holding on to him. I think he's worth it. Well, Rico makes a good point. He said, Amon Ra did say this from the beginning, that he was coming in to take, like his mentality 
from day one. And I remember hearing about him, you know, during training camp. And they were like, dude, this dude is first one in. And I know that's cliche talk. Everybody talks about first one in, last one out. But it was truly Amon Ross St. Brown, like he was about business. Like literally, I'm coming in, I'm taking somebody's job, I'm going to be the guy in this offense. And I think there's a lot to look forward to in Detroit as a Lions fan. If you took a chance on Amon Ross St. Brown in the second round of your rookie drafts, you're sitting on gold. I'm t- if you hit on in any of the wide receivers we talked about, Smitty, Waddle, Elijah, Amon Ra, you are feeling great uh, about your about your roster and the future of that position. Now, Amon Ra, 800 yards. Jay, good season, right? Like I, I just want to, I just want to see your reaction. Good season, 800 yards, 88, 82 great receptions. Great season. Great season for a rookie. Jalen Waddle, he's going over a thousand yards, 100 receptions. Phenomenal season for a rookie, right? Just phenomenal. Yep. Devonta Smith, 61, 87. He's going to go over 900 yards on the season. Five, six touchdowns, great season. Devontae Smith, you answered the questions. Good job, Devontae Smith. Uh, Elijah Moore, we know it was incomplete, but you see the potential. We're pegging him for a second-year breakout, right? We're pegging him for a second-year yeah. breakout. Um, Yeah. That, this, <laughs> this, all of those wide He's receivers. The one. All of those wide receivers had great seasons. This guy, this guy right here. Um. I don't even know what to say. I honestly, I I don't know what to say. 79 receptions, 1,429 yards, averaging 18.1 a catch and 13 touchdowns on the season. The Bengals only averaged 32.9 pass plays per game, which is 21st in the NFL. Jamar Chase, uh, I, I, I mean, 16th in receptions, so, you know, good for receptions, but Waddle's got more. Smith isn't that far behind, but air yards. I mean, fourth in the NFL in air yards, fourth in completed air yards. And what's even better is he's only 16th in unrealized, like 16th in unrealized air yards, fifth in yards after the catch. Fantasy points per game, he's fifth in the NFL. Yards per reception, second. His, the efficiency in which he has done it, because he had about a four-week stretch where he did nothing. Like for four weeks, yeah. He was like 30 yards, 40 yards. Didn't one game he had one reception for like nine yards, 13 yards. Like yeah. he had a five-week break. Like he just took off five weeks. Like I'm not going to do anything for five weeks. And then I'm going to show up versus the Kansas City Chiefs and go for 266 and three. Lock up offensive rookie of the year. I'm a pro bowler. I'm going to be an all-pro in my rookie season. Listen, I put the ticket in in May. And when you're making bets – you want to take either the favorites or you want to take a long shot. And my long shot was McCorkle Jones. Mac Jones was my long shot for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And it looked great for me up until Sunday. It's Jamar Chase. 16 all, weeks. It's, it looked great. 16 weeks. I'm sitting back and I'm just counting. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this. I need a new pair of earrings. The wife needs it. Now I'm sitting back like it's a wrap. You know, it's, it's Jamar Chase. What he was able to do, and this is for me. The biggest takeaway from the 2020, like, and I don't know how much, like, stock we should put into it, people. Hear me out. Jamar Chase gets drafted by his college quarterback, Joe Burrow. And he's not just any college quarterback. Joe Burrow was really, really good in Cincinnati his rookie season before Jamar Chase got there. T. Higgins, I think he's, I think he's an alpha. 
Tyler Boyd, not so much. Tight end of consequence, CJ Uzama, Drew Sample, not really. The moment Cincinnati drafted him, we should have, like, I, I should have put more stock into that connection, right? Um, we, we pumped up Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, their connection when they played one season. And Jalen Hurts just isn't a passer like that. He's just They're not going to allow him to throw the ball like that. You know, Philly gets to the five-yard line, three straight runs. If they don't get it, they're just going to, you know, kick the field goal. Uh, Miami and Tua. Tua doesn't have that just YOLO mentality that Joe Burrow has. Like what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were able to accomplish in 2019 in college when he set the NCAA receiving yards record, the SEC receiving yards record. Like I feel like I should have been more like this is just going to work regardless. Like they are going to make it work. They trust each other. Both of those guys made each other a ton of money in 2019. Going into 2019, Joe Burrow was on nobody's draft board. None. Zero. I think his dad, isn't there a rumor out there that his dad put like $1,000 on him or something ridiculous to win the Heisman Trophy when his odds were like... What? Yeah, you go look that up. His dad put like a whole bunch of money on him at the beginning of the season to win the Heisman when his odds were like 10,000 to one or 250 to one. And he ends up like no one foresaw that coming, but uh, it's just, you can see like every, every time I'm watching Cincinnati, man, I'm literally just saying if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm just throwing it to Jamar Chase every time. First of all, defenses continue to man him up one-on-one. I don't understand it. Like, I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking, what are you doing? Like, Tredavious Ward is a, a – Traverius Ward is a solid cornerback. But to think that he's going to be able to contain this dude, one on, it's it blows my mind because Chase plays – he's six foot, uh, 200 pounds. He's not this, this Calvin Johnson imposing type figure, but he just plays so strong. Uh, LSU probably pumped up their pro day times – but he looked like he ran a 4-3 to me when he pulled away from the entire Kansas City Chiefs defense. He's the wide receiver one from 2021. Dynasty, flip a coin. Him or Justin Jefferson. And if you're betting on the situation around him, I have more confidence in Jamar Chase tethered to Joe Burrow for the next 10 years than I do Justin Jefferson tethered to Kirk Cousins for another year. And then we're guessing who it's going to be moving forward. I, I, I honestly... I don't know what to say. He's great. He's great. And it's only his rookie season after not playing an entire 2020 year. How much better can he get? How much now? Part of me thinks that he will regress some because, I mean, he's like, it's literally an unprecedented level of efficiency for him. Like, they throw him the ball, he's catch, like, it's insane. But just. Your thought on Jamar Chase, and I don't. We don't even need to talk long about it because I want to hit some of these other receivers. But just how good is he? Like honestly, what is his? Is he the wide receiver one in dynasty over Justin Jefferson? You take him over Justin Jefferson, or do you still have Jets as the top dog? He's my number one easily. Um, and to your point about regression, there's just no way. There's no way in hell he sees less targets next season than he saw this season. Yeah, that's he's true. only at like 125 targets. Justin Jefferson has 160 targets this season. He's the only show in town, sure. And I love Higgins, but I just don't see a world where Jamar Chase isn't at 150 at the volume they throw at, the way they play, the way they win. He's only going to be more confident. He's only going to get smarter, get better. And I think he's only going to command more targets. As much as we love Higgins and Boyd and some of these other guys, even mixing out of the backfield, 
It's Chase. It's going to be Chase. They broke records together at LSU. They broke records in the, at the NFL level, and they're going to continue to do so. Take in Joe Burrow broke the Cincinnati Bengals record, right? And Jamar Chase broke the rookie record. They keep breaking records, and I think they're going to keep breaking records, and I think we should put more stock into this going forward. But you can't say anything more than Jamar Chase other than he's wide receiver one, and there's just set it and forget it. He's not going anywhere. Like There's just nowhere for him to go but up, even still. I had to wear the LSU jersey for him today. I know it's not a Chase jersey, but I, I had to wear the LSU because he he's the guy, man. It's just um, it it's it's fun to watch, and it part of oh. me watches him, and Incredible. it doesn't. It looks easy. It just looks easy. Like it, it literally. If oh. I'm Joe Burrow, I would throw it his direction more time, like just about every damn time. I would just keep throwing it his way. And yes, and did this you is see no Joe Burrow's presser? No, where he was, was like, he was like, he oh yeah, I'll just throw it. He's like, I'll just throw it downfield. Jamar's probably down there somewhere, right? Yeah, that, like, it's, it's oh, that, he gets it's into that, trouble. It's that meme where it's just like the guy's cocked back. Yeah. Such and such is down there somewhere. I'm just going to throw it down there. Um, yeah, I think I think the chase over Sewell pick, it worked out for both teams. It, it was definitely the yeah. right call for Cincinnati. I think a lot of people owe... Uh, Cincinnati uh, and an apology starting with me because I was like you build with the offensive line you don't take a wide receiver right there uh, Cincinnati is not and, and there's still a small possibility I think there's an uh, outside mathematical chance that Cincinnati can become the one seed in the AFC a, a lot of shit would have to break right for that to happen but I'm just telling you there's still a small they aren't in the playoffs or they're probably not as dangerous a team in the playoffs uh, without Jamar Chase what he's been able to do, we're witnessing greatness, man. Like, appreciate it. Setting records. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. The undisputed wide receiver one out of this class. Now, some other wide receivers that I just want to throw out there, right? And we kind of went out of order, but in the first round, we had two wide receivers that we didn't discuss. Kadarius Toney and Rashad Bateman. Uh, both of these guys are below wide receiver 55 and below on the season. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver 55, nine points per game. Kadarius Toney, wide receiver 68.2 points per game. Uh, Tony had some stretches where you see the talent, uh, you know, versus Dallas when he's just, he gets on the field. He's a dynamic playmaker. His issue is he can't stay on the field. And the Giants are abysmal. I am out. Jay, did you see the stat yesterday? The New York Giants offensive ranking in the NFL over the past however many weeks, dead last in everything, like points per game, offense. Like, I'm out on Giants players. I'm out on Joe Judge. I'm out on Kadarius Toney. I was already out on Evan Ingram and Kenny Galladay. I want no part of Daniel Jones. And unfortunately, because of that, I think I'm out on Saquon Barkley, man. I, I think I'm out. I just, I don't believe in the Giants situation. It's going to be, this was Saquon Barkley's fourth year in the NFL. So now you got Saquon going into year five with an abysmal offensive line in a division where those defenses, Chase Young comes back, he's got to deal with Washington twice a year. Dallas defense, Philadelphia's defense, they got three first-round picks. They're going to improve their situation. I just don't see it changing for the Giants anytime soon. I'm out on Kadarius Toney, and I'm absolutely out. I'm absolutely out on Kadarius Toney, and I'm out on Saquon Barkley. And we talked about Kadarius Toney. Is he a buyer or a sell, Jane? We talked about this yesterday. I think Kadarius Toney is the perfect piece to add to a deal to go get somebody else like you're not going to move Kadarius Tony for a 2022 first round pick straight up but what you can do is let's just say hypothetically you had uh Kadarius Tony and you add him to David Montgomery to go get 
an elite running back or a higher ranked running back. You add Kadarius Tony to, uh, I, I don't know, man, just Terry McLaurin. I'll give you Terry McLaurin and 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 Kadarius Tony. You give me back T Higgins in a second. Like he's the he's he's the ideal piece to add to a decent piece to try to get you a better piece. That's how I would proceed with Kadarius Tony. I don't think. I would trade him straight up for a third rounder. Like, I'm not doing that. But I would package Kadarius Tony up in order to get somebody better. Package him up with, like, a mid-level star to get maybe a higher level, higher tier star. That's what i do. But, um, yeah, Giants are Giants are an absolute mess. Rashad Bateman, with the issue with Rashad Bateman, again, is the Jalen Hurts effect. Are the Ravens going to throw the ball enough for Rashad Bateman to truly matter? Like, Jamar Chase, alpha. Jalen Waddle, alpha. Uh, Elijah Moore, alpha potential. Devontae Smith, he's the wide receiver one in Philadelphia. Like, these guys are solidified in their roles. I, I don't know. When you look at the Ravens, Mark Andrew, it, it's, it just seems like a, a Kansas City Chiefs situation where everything in KC flows through Travis Kelsey, and it's been that way for the past five, six years. It seems like the Ravens are heading down that path where Mark Andrews is the primary target. The offense flows through Mark Andrews, and then everybody else sort of gets there sporadically. They get J.K. Dobbins back. They're going to want to run the ball. They get Gus Edwards back next season. They're going to want to run the ball. I, I just don't know if Bateman is going to receive the volume to be a difference maker week in and week out for us in fantasy. And I love Shoddy B. I had him as a top five. He was top five wide receiver for me in the class. I just, I'm just concerned about uh, his volume. Is he going to get the work? And are the Ravens going to allow Lamar Jackson to throw the ball enough for him? He's going to be one of those players where he's going to have to be ultra efficient as well. You know, Devonta Smith, we talked about him. He's got to be efficient in order to matter. I think that's what we're trending with with Rashad Bateman. Now, second round, my wide receiver four in 2022, which has looked bad, Rondell Moore. 54 receptions, 435 yards, one touchdown, wide receiver 65 on the season. He's got running back numbers, man. It's average depth of target, Jay, 1.05, the lowest in football by over three and a half yards amongst wide receivers. The lowest A dot in football. Rondell Moore is damn near just catching the ball at the line of scrimmage, and they're asking him to make NFL linebackers and safeties miss multiple. And as good as he was at making Ohio State defenders look bad, uh, the NFL is not the Big Ten. And if they are not going to find creative ways to use Rondell Moore down the field, it's not going to happen for him. It's it's not. He's not going to be able to out-yak everybody literally from the line of scrimmage 80 yards down the field. Cliff better get it together or Rondell Moore is going to go down in spectacular fashion. Um, they got to make it happen because throwing him the ball at the line of scrimmage isn't going to work. Now, some players who were drafted, you know, later uh, – well earlier in the draft and later Here, here's some guys here's some stinkers that were all drafted I know a lot of people are still talking about Amon Ra and how they're not in on Amon Ra they're not sold here go the wide receivers drafted ahead of Amon Ra St. Brown in 2021 Dwayne Eskridge second round pick Tutu Atwell second round pick Terrace Marshall second round pick Josh Palmer third round pick Deami Brown Amari Rogers Nico Collins Anthony Schwartz all third round picks Des Fitzpatrick, fourth-round pick. All of those guys were drafted ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown. And when I'm looking at this group of wide receivers, Jay, the only 
one or two that I have mild interest in moving forward, like active maybe acquisition mode this offseason, Nico Collins, maybe Diami Brown. That's it. I got Eskridge, no thank you. Tutu Atwell, definitely out. Terrace Marshall looking like a bust. Uh, I don't want to call him a bust. It's one year. I give I give players two years. Give him two years. Not looking good for Terrace Marshall right now. Anthony Schwartz, no. Destitz, De- no. Amari Rogers, woof. I, it's 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 putrid after that. So when you're looking at like hell yeah, I want Amon Ra over all of those guys. I still want Rondell Moore over them. Is there anybody in this group that you sort of uh, believe in moving forward, Jay? I think the only hope would be Josh Palmer if for some reason they move on from Mike oh. Williams because um, I believe his contract is up, so maybe there's a chance there. But I'm with you on Diami Brown. The past two weeks, he's actually had a couple of really good performances, so maybe coming on late, trending towards the wide receiver heading into season next to Terry Moore, which should be fruitful Nico Collins because nobody's there, right? So Nico Collins is another guy I'd be willing to buy, and I do like depending on kind of what happens. But yeah, Palmer is kind of sneaky if you want if you want to get a little bit sneaky with it because Mike Williams could leave. But again, Nico Collins and Diami Brown are probably the two that I'm I'm more in on. I think the talent's there, and I like them more than uh, all these other guys. Honestly, even Terrace Marshall, the injuries and his lack of involvement. I believe only had 30 targets this year. That's just not enough for me to really buy into a second year breakout from Terrace Marshall. All right, re-rank them. Top five wide receivers moving forward from the 2021 class. I'll rank them. I'll, I'll go my top five, and then I'll give you my. T- you give us your top five. My top five moving forward, of course. And this is this is projecting forward, right? Projecting forward. My top five: Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle. I'm still going to say Devontae Smith, Elijah Moore. I, I, I believe it, man. I believe it. I'm going Amon Ross St. Brown. I believe in him. I, I, I watched every snap of him at USC. I'm seeing what he's doing now in Detroit. I, I'm going to put Amon Ross St. Brown as, as, as a top five wide receiver from this class. Projecting forward Chase, Waddle, Smitty, Elijah, Amon Ra. Who you got? Uh, for me, it would have to be Chase, then Waddle, then Elijah, then Smitty, and then Amon Ra fifth. Um, I just think Elijah is going to have so much more volume than Devonta will have. At that point, I'm just leaning all in on Elijah. And I think he could have double-digit touchdowns, 100-plus targets. Yeah. I just It's going to be hard for Devonta to get there, especially if they add more talent in the draft. They just got to throw the ball more. They got to throw the ball more. And I, I, yeah. paused, I paused at three because I almost said Elijah over Devonta, and that does not mean I dislike Devonta Smith. I, I just, I truly believe Elijah Moore is a special, special type player. Brett, listen, we, we talked about Bateman. We talked about him. I like him. I just, I, it, it's, it's, I, I got to see it again. I, I have to see it again. I think situation. it's the situation. And sometimes you got to be able to pivot off of that. Like, and that, that's not an indictment. It's not an indictment against Rashad Bateman. But if I've got to throw, if I'm throwing wide receivers in my lineup, where I'm making acquisitions and trades, uh, I just I have more confidence in Elijah, Devonta, Amon Rock. Me, this is just me. I believe what I've seen from Amon Ross St. Brown is the focal point. NFL defenses right now are gearing up to stop Amon Ross St. Brown when they face the Detroit Lions, and they cannot do it. They can't do it. 
we fi- we wanted Equinemius to be a thing for a long time in Green Bay, and all we had to do was wait for his little brother. Right now, I think he's a top five wide receiver from this 2021 class. And if his value is that high, and let me tell y'all something, y'all probably are more in tune with, with the values than I am right now because I'm just trying to create some content, right? But if Armin Ross St. Brown is first round value, multiple picks, yeah, I, anybody can be sold for the right price. Hell yeah. Go make that trade. Go make that deal. But if you're talking about like selling for multiple seconds, uh, like I'm not doing that. Like I, I need first round plus. I probably need first plus for me personally to move off of Amon Ross St. Brown. Great wide receiver class with a bunch of guys that still have a ton, a ton of potential. And what's going to make it interesting, Jay, is the point you made. Let's see if any of these offenses, we're already seeing mocks with Miami bringing in another wide receiver. I've seen Philadelphia maybe targeting a wide receiver in the second round. I think we can X Cincinnati off from from adding wide receiver talent. Baltimore, maybe they dip in the wide receiver well again if they don't re-sign Hollywood Brown. We'll see how these situations play out. But long story short, this class was phenomenal. Phenomenal wide receiver class. And I'm just going to be that guy. I'm just telling y'all right now. I am the guy that says next year's class is better than this year's class. And I don't know if that's going to be true with 2022. But when you're talking Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Drake London, David Bell, Wondell Robinson, Chris Olave, when you're George Pickens, when you're talking about the 2022 group of wide receivers, that thing is low dead absolutely crazy talent Jahan Dotson it's it's going to be fun in 2022 and I think Jay Monday we doing a mock draft on Monday mock draft review or are we doing a mock yes, draft? yes sir it's, mock draft review Monday mock it's draft review Monday QBs tomorrow okay yeah so tomorrow on tomorrow's show we're gonna have discourse about the 2021 group of quarterbacks and how non-generational Trevor Lawrence is how Trey Lance, maybe you can slot him in as QB1, even though, even though he's only started two games. We'll talk Mac Jones. We'll talk Justin Fields. And then we're going to give our overall top 10 rookies from the 2021 season. Make sure you're tapped in tomorrow morning. Subscribe to the podcast. Thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank all of y'all for the comments. We enjoy it. Uh, follow the Twitter channel, underscore Wake Up TV. That's where we're going to take Q&A for next Wednesday's Hump Day uh, uh, question answer session. Y'all have a great, fantastic Wednesday, and we will get the audio right. At some point, the audio will be perfect from start to finish. We love y'all. Thank y'all. We out of this thing. Peace.